tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Set out on top, but the ball is loose. And oh, now they get it to see that it's going to be Louisville in front. I shook up the world. In BCS Bowl terms, you guys shook up the world. Hey, I'm the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, you're not that pretty. I'm a bad man. Wait, wait. I shook up the world. Fly, fly. First and third, two out. The 2-2 two, two from Iggy. Swing and a miss. The cards are headed to Omaha. Welcome into another edition of Louisville Sports Live, the city's longest-running all-UFL sports talk show right here on 93.9 The Ville. I'm Ethan Moore. He's Taylor Lynch. Zach Cantrell behind the glass. Zach Attack! <laughs> you know what we do at LSL, all things <laughs> UFL football, basketball, and recruiting for at least two hours a week. We want to say Wednesdays, but you know with the basketball season here, we're going to kind of bounce around a little bit. And T-Money, I believe we're going to be on Tuesday night next week as well. Okay. But uh, we'll let everybody know um, when that show rolls around next week. Hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Holidays. And thank you, as always, for listening to us. A variety of ways to get at us. 8150-939 is the number. The UPS Jobs text line is 3831-939. And at Elville Sports, without a no live, is the Twitter feed. T-Money, how we doing? Man, you know, we are great. Uh, we're getting closer to Christmas, so lots of things to be excited about. Uh, we've got this thing happening on Thursday that I'm sure we're going to have to talk about, but if we can uh-huh. just, you know, hurry past that, that would be great. Uh, but no, everything is going well. Um, I'm glad you're here tonight, uh, and I don't care what Jerry Eve says, you've accomplished a lot uh in 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 life so i'm I'm glad you're here <laughs> yeah we can start with that it's you know it's it's um are it's, you flattered a little bit like yeah like, is there a part of you that's like you know thank you for caring so much about me jerry eaves that you had to bring me up like i appreciate that well no i i you know i tweeted at him and just with a question and i liked having debates i like to have conversations and i do so respectfully so i i sent a tweet out and um, i had a friend text me that he kept you know belaboring the point about you can't fire him at five and six you can't fire him at five and six and i asked my friend i was like well did he mention anything about the entire record which is nine and 34 he said no so i said hmm 
Okay, well, I'm going to ask him that. And then um, I, I didn't listen to a show, and then somebody tweeted at me and said, and kind of lumped me in there with some other people that basically we don't know what we're talking about. Um, the people that say these things don't know basketball, and then they don't, um, they haven't accomplished anything in their lives. And so you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't take stuff personally, man. You know, it's, it's whatever. It's, 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 it's all fun. Uh, I like to debate, but when he gave his rationale and basically said, you know, basically he said last year didn't count. And this is his, this is his first year. And he said, I, I believe he said word for word, they're trying to put the disaster of last year on Kenny Payne. Like, did he volunteer? Was he not paid last year? I mean, right. I'm not right. I'm he not was a sure. substitute teacher. That's what I heard. So yeah, so it's just like, uh, as far as I know, I don't think we get mulligans in our prefer- professional jobs. Like, no. you know, I had a terrible first year, didn't count. Uh, the- <laughs> this year- I'm sorry, I'm sorry, boss. Last week was a rough win for me, so we're just gonna we're just gonna go ahead and pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, uh, it was a bad quarter for me. So we're just gonna we're gonna start fresh this quarter. This is the quarter of the count. Now I'm this still getting right paid. You know, I still accepted my paycheck. I cashed my paychecks. Sorry, I put a couple of guys on air and they cussed and everything, but it's a learning experience. Yeah. You know, for year one doesn't count, guys. Yeah. We're right. gonna get better next year. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be great next year. And that, but see, that right there is why you can't you you, you can't have a discussion or debate with somebody that that legitimately thinks that way. That that last year doesn't count. He's not held responsible at all. And I even told Zach and Spence before he went on the air, Taylor, I was like, if he would have said, you know, he's mostly to blame or even, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the majority of the blame goes on him, but there's some other outside factors, I would at least listen to that argument because, again, we've even admitted that he stepped into a less than desirable situation. However... You are the coach of record. You're not a volunteer. You get paid. And so that record is on you. It's not even like, Ethan, it's not even like he was an interim last year. Like, it would have been one thing if he, like, stepped in at midseason last year or something and, and was an interim or, you know, went into the year as an interim coach and then was like named the head coach after like, or like whatever, like mm-hmm. any, any other scenario you can think of, then you could be like, okay, well, you know, it's not really on him. He was the interim guy and he kind of stepped into it and, and blah, 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 blah. Kind of same thing we did with David Padgett yeah. and same thing we did with Mike Pegues. Like, you know, it's an interim, whatever it is, what it is. He's trying to make the best of a bad mm-hmm. situation, whatever. No, 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 no. Kenny came into this last season had an off season to put things together, drug his feet in putting a staff together, drug his feet in recruiting, drug his feet in trying to get guys in the transfer portal, did not do it, did was not successful, and had the year that he had. That is his first year. You watch every ESPN graphic, every everything, it says year two, year two, year two, because that's what it is. His contract says year two. This is this is his second year, and it doesn't matter. You can try to blame whatever. Last year was squarely on his shoulders and on the staff's shoulders. And if they wanted it to be different, if they wanted it to be better, you go out and you get different players and you bring them in, and maybe you have a little bit different result. And they didn't. And now we're into year two. And the results, the, the play on the court – are very, very similar to what we saw last season, and that is the problem. That is why nobody gave a damn 
that Louisville beat Pepperdine by 22 points, and I took three phone calls on the postgame show because nobody cared. It doesn't matter at this point. People, their minds have been made up. Yeah, that, that's where that's where we are. I, I likened it, um, I likened it to to kind of Satterfield in year four. Mm-hmm. Like even when he started winning, the fans just were they tuned him out. They were out. Yeah, yeah. they were out. There there wasn't a whole lot they could do. Even then, when they started playing better, but then you had the annual loss to the team up the road, and this is why Taylor. I think I know a lot of people are up in arms, and we're going to discuss the latest buzz. And there's not a lot, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, with regarding Coach Payne's job status. Uh, we went to the press con- the post game press conference after Pepperdine. I did ask him. I'm proud of you. Ha- yeah, well, you could be more. Pr- you could only say that if I got the microphone to work correctly. Operator <laughs> error. I, I asked three <laughs> questions. <laughs> And my dumb butt finally figured out on the third one. I had to flip the switch up. Yeah, you gotta you you gotta flip the switch. I, I was I was sitting close enough to where you could still hear me, but I think a lot of the times you couldn't hear the question asked. That was that was why uh, it, it, a lot of people were like, "Well, I didn't hear that question." Well, that was operator error. That was my fault. Um, you, again, you pulled a Tim Sullivan. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> well, I thought they did that on purpose because they didn't want anybody asking questions. Like, oh, what? Wait, what'd you say? Oh, what? the mics broke. The oh mics no, broke. no, no, none of that, none of that. And, and you know, Coach Payne, you know, answered it that he had not spoken to her about his job status. Now there was a couple follow ups. I think Tyler Griever um, was one of them that said, "Have yep. you talked about? You know, have you talked to her at all?" After Arkansas State, about the direction, and then then he did he did say um, that they have had discussions in terms of you know what needs to get done. And listen, I'm going to ask the question, and Coach Payne has every right to you know if he didn't want to if he did and didn't want to divulge it, that's that's his prerogative as well, and he he's you know welcome to to answer that. I also asked him about you know he was talking about you know this day and age of social media and NIL. And then I, I went back to what we talked about at the beginning of in the in the summer presser about it's time to win the importance of winning. You know what are you doing in terms of really harping on the importance of winning as you know once conference play gets started? And it was it was a decent response. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Um, I felt like he didn't run from questions as much in that Pepperdine no. press conference as he has in press conferences past. And and I said this. Um, to, to Brian when we were doing the postgame show that it was a different tone from Kenny than we had heard really all season. I mean, he, I don't, I, I don't really know kind of how to put my finger on it, but the tone was different. The, I, I don't know, it, not, not angst, but just the, the feeling of like, I don't know if pressure is maybe the right word, but something just felt different. With Kenny and more that matter post-game. of factly, I think is kind of how I would uh, how I would sum that up. He was more matter of fact. He kind of he you know he didn't give you a lot of depth in his answers, but I think there were more more to the point, more direct. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a guy who's resigned to his fate. But see, I didn't I didn't gauge that to be honest really? with you guys. I didn't I didn't feel like if if the end is imminent, I didn't get those vibes from him based on either body language answers or how he answered the tone of his voice. Now, again, 
you could be parsing little things about you know body language you don't know but just the the overall vibe you could tell you know if somebody's defeated and somebody's you know getting ready to cash cash it in just like i'm done i didn't get that vibe but also too i mean let's be honest louisville actually played well (laughs) for once yes and they were coming off a 22 point win so you wouldn't expect that to be you know all doom and gloom i did see guys um a noticeable difference in the players at the podium especially with bhh and mike james they were more no nonsense um the booing definitely got to them and you know we could argue you know the boos were were directed at coach Payne. i said this taylor that the both the players and the coaches deserve the booing after Arkansas State. It was it was a, that bad of a showing that everybody deserved the boos as far as I'm concerned. You there? I think we lost Taylor. No, you got me. No, yeah, you okay. Got me. Yeah, you got me. No, I would yeah. I would agree. Did you hear that? Did you hear that take, Taylor? No, I I you cut out there for just a second. Sorry, bud. No, that's okay. So, um what I was saying was just with the players in terms of they were a lot more no nonsense and they they said that the booing impacted them they oh, don't yeah. ever feel that way again and i said you know generally i think most of the boos were probably directed towards kp and the staff but i went on record as saying both the players and the coaches and i'll say that very often about the players but i think everybody involved deserved booing last wednesday just like everybody deserved their flowers for a, for a nice win over an inferior opponent in pepperdine i mean no. That's what we should be doing to these teams. No, you're absolutely right, and 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 you heard like like you said. I mean, you heard BHH say it. You heard uh, a couple other guys, Mike James, uh, say it in the post game about you know how they felt, and and BHH said you know he'd never been booed before. He he didn't he had never felt that before. He'd never been booed before. So I've never been a big fan of booing players, but I do think I agree with you. I think most of those boos were coming at Kenny Payne and coming at that staff. And the problem is, and I said it on the postgame show, these guys told on themselves in that Pepperdine game, much in the same way that they told on themselves against Texas. Because you come out and you play with all this intensity and you play with all this effort and you look really good, even though it's an inferior opponent. Or, well, I, I don't necessarily know if inferior is the right word when Louisville's <laughs> yeah. 5-6. It's, mm-hmm. probably on, it's probably a peer at this point. But... But still, you come out against a team that everyone expects you to punch in the mouth. And for the first time this season, really, Louisville did that. I mean, yes, they, they beat Coppin State. But that that game, they weren't even as dominant as they were against Pepperdine. I mean, they came out from the jump and said, we're going we're gonna to punch you in the mouth. And that's exactly what they did. But the problem is... Everybody has said, and I've heard it a couple of times already this week, of, oh, you know, people are pissed off because Louisville won and they wanted Louisville to lose so that, you know, Kenny would be over with at that point. And and I don't necessarily think that's true. Are there some fans that probably feel that way? Yeah, I'm sure. But I think the majority of fans aren't mad that they won. They're frustrated that, you know, where has this effort been all year? Like, why have you not looked the way you looked against Pepperdine, against some of these other teams? Because if you did then you beat Indiana, then you beat uh, DePaul, 
you Arkansas beat some State, of these Chattanooga, other teams. Yeah. Arkansas State, Chattanooga. Yeah, you beat these teams if you play with the level of intensity that Louisville played with against Pepperdine. And I think that's the frustrating part, and that's the part that is driving the fan base nuts. I and, think fa- the fans are actually more mad after that game because this is what can be their best performance. Like, we saw something that's there in them. Like, if wouldn't you be more content, I guess, if they just – you knew they didn't have it. They didn't have the talent. They weren't good enough. Right. But you could see they have it. They've got talent. They've got something there. And we just don't see it on a consistent enough basis. And, yes, I know it's only Pepperdine, but we should be able to say it was only Arkansas State. It was only Coppin State. We should have been saying that all season long. And this is the first time all season that they really went out and took care of a team that they were supposed to beat. And I think that's if you're the fan base, you're just saying, where the hell has this been all year? Why can't we? Why couldn't we have done this? Just take care of business. Lose the, lose the Indiana game. Lose the UConn game. What or a Texas game rather? Whatever. Okay, that's fine. Those two teams maybe we shouldn't be expected to beat. But if you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, you're still sitting with a what eight and three, nine and two record right now. Yeah. And things are the whole feeling about the fan base is completely different. And the one point that I made earlier in the off season before the schedule, right when the schedule was released and before the season started, was like. Heading into 2024, the with how bad this schedule is, and I'm going to pull up Ken Palm because I want to check the strength of schedule on there. But I, the, I said the bare minimum, what this team should be hitting into 2024 in year two, not year one, Jerry, year two of KP is eight and four. And now you are staring five and seven in the mouth and when your strength of schedule is in the 300s, again, that is a failed non-conference part or of your season. That is a failure. And so you failed last year at 4-28. and 5-7 and seven is a failure in the non-conference. And listen, I understand. I would disagree, but I understand if people say, you got to give them the year. Because you will have, and I and I and I like what Diener's reasoning is, because I know he, at least last week, was say you got to give him the year because you're going to have people say that he wasn't given enough time. So let's just see what happens in the month of January and then kind of reassess. For me, the fact that you lost to DePaul in Arkansas State, uh, that for me erased any doubt that he deserves mm-hmm. more time in ACC play. Because he's already failed. When you have a, a strength of schedule in the 300s, you should have beaten Chattanooga, DePaul, Arkansas State, and IU at least. Again, IU 7-3, and three, and at last check, they were down by around 8 points to Moorhead State. Okay, so th- this is a Oof. fringe tournament team looking right now like an NIT team so on a neutral court that you lost the lead to because they switched up to a 2-3 zone and you didn't know how to They tricked you. Exactly. They tricked you. You have that. You have the press conferences. You have the Karan Davis debacle. You have PR gaff after PR gaff and it's just constantly Louisville being a national punchline. And, you know, for me, I, I'm done with that. I, you know, we, we've had um, bad years, and we had bad years before KP got here. Again, I'm perfectly fine with saying he came in in a less than desirable situation. However, 
if he would have gone 14 and 18 in year one, which is a failure of a season, just like 13 and 19 was the year before that, then you wouldn't have started off year two on the hot seat, the hottest of hot seats. And then you follow that up with a loss to Kentucky Wesleyan. You you continue, Taylor, to have stats like this is the first time since. So after you got beat by Arkansas State, it was the first time you got beat by what a mid-major team with a losing record at home since 1963. I mean, those are the was, type of facts that keep getting rehashed, and that those are fireable. It was Arkansas State's first win over a Power Five school since 2014. Sweet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like just, that's the kind of those are the kind of things that are rolling across on the screen when you're watching these Louisville basketball games. Well, it's the first time, well, Louisville hasn't been this bad. Well, you know, we haven't seen Louisville do this. I mean, it's been X amount of years since Louisville's been to the NCAA tournament and blah, blah, blah. And you, you hear all that crap. And it's like, God, like, come yeah, on. Like, yeah. this is not Louisville basketball. And that's what you and I have been banging the drum for since for for me since Kenny was hired but for you since last summer of this is not right this is not Louisville basketball this something's wrong like red flag like sound the alarms like this is not okay yeah. it's just frustrating it is it is um 8150939 is the number Terry will start things off on LSL hello what's going on Terry uh Sorry to be the Debbie Downer, guys, but I've been hearing fans all day taking up for Kenny Payne. I'm kind of to the point, I'm sick of taking up for a man that makes millions of dollars to coach basketball, and he only won four games in his first year. Chris Mack did better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also seems like Kenny Payne just does not want to, like, really move hard on anything, really. He's kind of just no energy. Agree. Yeah, Jeff Brom, Terry's won more games than, Ken, than Kenny Payne has won in a, in a season. <laughs> and yeah, really. I just I don't know what it is. If, if we lose on Thursday, I don't think he has a prayer in saying. I'm with you. And, <clears throat> again, Terry, um, I think, too, when you see – it's one thing to talk about how – ugly the scene is going to be in the Yum Center with all that blue, but it's quite another to experience it and hear it and see it. And I think if you have that in addition to um, a loss, which I believe you know the vast majority of us are expecting, I'm with you. I think right there, you, you don't have any goodwill built up. You've failed in the non-conference portion like you failed last year. I don't see any, any, ro- any path forward for KP with a loss to the team up the road on Thursday. Well, what should have uh, been a big no-brainer for everybody is at the end of last year, the reporter asked him if he had any inklings about his job being in trouble after only winning four games, and he said, well, what do you mean? I don't see the issue with this. Yeah, major red flag. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. Thank you. Thanks, Terry. Yeah, that was, that was again, I went down. There was a post-game show, I think, a couple of weeks ago, Taylor. I, I just went down – the long list of red flags. It was, you yep. know, having to get talked into the job at the press conference, saying, I need you, I can't do this alone, and staying in New York for 10 days after first getting hired. All those other things that continued to happen, and they were just red flag after red flag after red flag, losing to Leanne Rimes and saying, you needed this loss after we had 19 before that, the smiling <laughs> yeah. after, smiling after losing, all those other things, the PR stuff. 
it's just been a, it's been a disaster. And nine and thirty four is a disaster. That those are facts. Those are numbers. Those are statistics. Taylor, there's 363 Division One teams. Guess where Ken Palm has Louisville's non-conference schedule, strength of schedule ranked? Oh gosh, uh, 300 and I'm gonna say 340. How many teams are there? 363. I'll go 331. Both of you are very, very close. 337. Okay. Well, I win because Taylor went over by yeah, Price is Right true. rules. There you that's go. That's true. You, you <laughs> I figured it was I, – I knew it wasn't going to be in the th- in the 350s or, or even 360 because, you know, they played uh, Indiana. They played Texas. So they, they had some brand recognition, some better teams, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, on the schedule, but uh, now so there are and Taylor, they have the team up the road. So yeah, that 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 will certainly get a bump from from them after they. Gosh, ugh, I know I'm not even like I, I'm not whatever even, the line is. <clears throat> take Kentucky plus the points. There was a stat. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Uh, it was the uh, per, the percentage and the rank. It's the rank of the percentage of th- opponents open three point shots given up. Louisville is dead last. If you're watching these games, just about every single one of them. You will see that all of Louisville's opponents get open looks more often than not. Pepperdine had several; they just didn't knock them down. Yep. And that is what is your the area of concern for Thursday's game, among many other things, is that they are such a good shooting team. They are a phenomenal three point shooting team. They're crazy deep. Um, all of their fans are going to have carpal tunnel because they're going to be throwing the L's. Down. Like I don't even know, are they going to clap or scream or just stand there throwing their L's down the whole time? They're, they're just stand and throw L's down. Yeah, like Jalen Withers did during the North Carolina game the other day. See, I don't. I don't did you I think see that? Was, I think he was dancing. I don't think he. Was I kind of think he was too, but it's more fun to say that. Yeah, that it is. Yeah, and, and, and I free, just, baby. I just cannot. I, I can't adequately put into words, Taylor, what it's going to look like. Um, Thursday night, it's going to be a rough west, and I'm yeah. not I'm not blaming the fans for not going. Or this is the only time I will ever not blame fans for selling their tickets to to fans for the team up the road. I don't blame you at this point. If you are done and you've you've paid your money, you've put in the blood, sweat, and tears. You don't want to deal with it, and you're like, listen, I'm going to recoup some of my money, whatever. Normally, I would be like, what, "That's that's an awful fan," but you know what? I'm not judging well, this season I mean, under these circumstances. This is not this, these are abnormal times. No, well, the the wife was on Twitter and she said, "Hey, U of L's giving away two tickets to the U of L UK game on Thursday. I think I'm going to enter the raffle." And I said, "God, why?" And she was like, "Because they've got a $200 Pizza Hut gift card that they're giving away too." And I was like, "Well." Sh- the, the Pizza Hut gift card's worth more than the tickets are, so go ahead and enter that. I mean, at least we'll get, you know, a couple of free meals out of it. And I, and I just, I mean, it, it's, I, again, I've said I've sh- I shudder to think what, the, what that Yum Center is going to look like. I hate it. I just hate this whole. A lot of blue. Ugh, blue, um, blue will get in. And it's blue, like, listen, blue will get in. And Louisville fans, if the fans of the team up the road have been paying attention, we understand that. Yeah. We've been telling you all this since November. Yes. So I don't want to hear, oh, Blue got in, L's down. Yeah, we, we understand that. We know. We told you that. You know, and, and congratulations if you're buying tickets 
for um for this game for $300, $400, a pop. Congratulations. The fans of the team up the road just figured out the water is wet and the sky is blue. Right. Obviously, right. they're going to get in here. Yes. Like right. that's, not, that's not the flex you think it is. No, no. And, of course, that – we we could be on for hours talking about um, how how their fans you know just make everything. I almost think I, I think there's a part of it that the less we care, the more not fun it is for their fan base. Yeah, and and so if you're a Louisville fan and you want to just silence the Kentucky fan in your life, just you said it. Don't Taylor. care. I know I did. If you want to silence the team up the road fan in your life, just don't care. Just oh, don't yeah. care because you take you take all the oxygen out of the room when you when you do that. When you're just so when you're just apathetic about it. Yeah. Like it's not even fun for them. Like I've got I've got friends at work that are that are blue fans and they they don't even say anything to me anymore. Same here. Same here at my like, work. I mean, like they're like, like they're like man. I, I don't even. Could you all please be better? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, can literally, this be fun again? Yeah, yeah. Like literally, one of the guys on Friday was like, "Man, I, I don't even want to mess with you because it's not even fun." And you're and and like, like, "Yeah, we don't have a retort." I yeah, will tell the like, team of the road fans up the team up the road. I will tell their fans this: I said similar things to Michigan fans, and I regret saying that now. <laughs> yeah, he was, but he was like, you know, I just. What are you going to say? You guys miserable. are terrible. He yes. was like, this has to be miserable for you all, isn't it? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty bad. And now we're so numb to it. You know what I, I mean? I just don't care. It, it, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. All right, the phone lines are full. We're going to get Adam Snoopy. You're up next on LSL. What's going on? Hi, guys. I got a couple of quick points. Um, the first thing is, uh, you know, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, I'm sorry, you know, that these guys got booed, but they, they earned it, okay? Yeah. Their play, they earned these boos. So I'm sorry that you cried, buddy, but suck it up, Buttercup, because, you know, it's not going to get easier from here on out in your life. Second of all, let's see here. Um, the reason uh, the reason uh, you're, we can make them quiet by not caring is because, and, uh, you know, I don't mean to be rude, but I've read this on the Kentucky board. This is what they said. It's like making fun of a special needs kid. That's where, that's where we are. You know, that's who we are. What, what joy do you get of of uh, beating somebody or talking trash to somebody who's performing like we are. And the third thing is, uh, you know, Patino's article was saying, uh, you know, the board of trustees torched his program. You know, this may be intentional. You know, I don't know. At, at some point you got to say, gosh, they're doing such, they're doing, making the wrong choice at every single turn. Is it intentional? So I don't know. You know, crazier things have happened. Um, I had one other point, but I was uh, just—I have so many thoughts going going through my head. But um, I was uh, lucky enough to catch you guys on tonight, so I appreciate you taking my call. Have a great night. Thanks, dude. But yeah, and, and hopefully Absolutely. too, um, nobody outside of sports would ever make fun of a special needs kid. That is no. near and dear to my heart. Oh my gosh, that that you talk about something that boils my blood. Oh yes, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, so like even at work, like. I believe me, I have a target <laughs> on my back. Oh yeah, uh, for people that would like to rub it in. In basketball wise, it's just like it doesn't matter, and it's just yeah. I get like you can't even troll. Like they they lost to UNC Wilmington, right, or some, somebody like that. Yeah, the, UNC Wilmington the on, Seahawks on the Seahawks or whatever. The first night on their new court, that then they immediately <laughs> got rid of and are having another new court done. 
Are you serious? Did you see that? Yeah, did you see that? No. Yeah, so they, they got a brand new court, and the first night they played on it was that loss to UNC uh, Wilmington. And uh, they literally the next day were like, yeah, we think there's an issue. Or it was like two days later, whatever. But they were like, we think there's an issue with the floor and blah, 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 blah. And we feel like it's in the best interest of the student athlete to rip the floor up. And we've ordered another new floor. Uh, and for the time being, we'll play on the old one until the, the new one is done. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's. I'm sure that was that was the issue there. Um, and I would hope, honestly, that that DJ Wagner doesn't throw L's down out of respect of his grandfather. Like that. That would be another like key component of this game. Oh, he's throwing L's that down. I would watch for. I mean, I'm telling you, man. That that's that even goes you know above the rivalry aspect of it. I mean, if you have your grandfather on staff. I would just feel like out of respect to him, but I mean he didn't even visit officially, right? So, but yeah, so I mean, where's the respect? Yeah, where's the respect? Yeah, eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine is the number. Kevin is up next on LSL. Hey, Kevin. Hey, what's up, man? Let me uh, slow some of our putting up air quotes fans down, trying to determine what happens in this game uh, as some type of failure by pain. What year did Patino get here? 2000-2001, I believe. 2001-2002. All right, so 2001, 2004-2005-2006-2010-2011-2012-2013-2014-2015-2017-2018-2019 2022 that's all the years as kentucky has won this game so get over yourselves as far as how to use that as a metric that's that's crazy where are y'all been oh no no yeah. this is this yeah we're not he's not going to be judging we're not judging him on this one game because well, fear, patino wasn't able to ever do act this. like but act like something's going to happen based off of that game what you was talking about you know what, what kills me about you guys on the radio is you, you you smart guys, you know, you, you college-educated guys. I think this one of the guys on here talked about how many uh, student loans he's got, you know, from U of L. But but you can't disseminate uh, statements and you take things out of context just to try to make people look crazy. Like as far as what Eves was saying, as far as last year, last year was last year. Now. If you were if if you're gonna give him if if last year was so bad you should have fired him after last year. Now if you're gonna say I'm giving you another year, then you got to judge that year based on that year. You just can't keep going back adding on to that record just to win a point. So now, I understand can, can that we I, lost a couple of games that we yeah. should have lost. So do you think though? Let me ask you, you real look, quick. Let me ask you real quick. Yeah. Do you think five and six against the 337th strength of schedule? Warrants a fi- warrants a firing based on last year as well. No, I'm not going to put last year in there because last year was last year. You you giving him a second year to do something, and you got to look at these games. I'm, I'm like, do these people watch the games? Do you see? You got to look at different metrics. You go back to last year. We went a whole year. I think we averaged maybe 16, 15 free throws a game. This year is double, triple that. So there's adjustments made to the system. You know, you got to look at things like that, that there is things that's going on this year that's different. Then you say he didn't do anything as far as players. I count, now, I, I count nine new players 
You know what I'm saying? That's I mean, you, if you're going to be, I mean, like 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 I've always been saying, if something's going to happen to pain, let the cake bake. Stop putting your thumb on the scale, and that's the thing. What what makes this whole thing so disingenuous is that whether they win or they lose, you guys post game show is the same. It's got the same temperature. Only time that it was it is when they won by 22. But, sure, but wouldn't that, you, you don't, look, you don't you like that? Silly. But Kevin, but that's part of Louisville basketball being an elite program, and we're not going to lower the standards. We haven't been elite in a while. But yeah, we're, we're still elite from a national perspective. We're still elite. Well, yeah, we've been down, but we can't, okay. Kevin, you can't allow, you can't have a win over UMBC by one point and then celebrate that like like that's nobody's nobody was going to celebrate that like they won the championship. You just got to take it as it is. Like 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 one thing I I'm not a Deion Sanders fan, but one thing that he says that I equate with this team is what about me? Thanks. What about me? Makes me think that I care about what you say. What about this team that won four games last year? Makes you think that they're going to go out and blow these teams out by thirty? Just because it's a new year, it's not going to happen. You got to look at the steady progress that they're making and the type of things that they do in order to win games. And they are capable of winning games and being competitive with good teams based off of that. But Kevin, it's we have to beat those one. teams that are good, not just compete right, with them. But, but you know what I'm saying? If you're going to fire them, you got to let the cake bake. You just can't say, ooh, well, the we cake, lost. But I think we, the cake's we lost, burnt. We lost it's it. burnt. We the lost cake it. is burnt we at lost, this point. We lost to Kentucky. You're out of here when we lost to Kentucky 50 times in a row. But I When think, he gets think, fired, Kevin, listen, when he gets fired, it won't be because they lost to Kentucky. It'll be because they lost to DePaul, which is the worst team in college basketball. That's, that's they lost the to Arkansas State. They lost to Virginia Tech. They had to go to overtime with New Mexico State. They okay. lost a game to Texas that they should have won. They beat Coppin State by 20 okay. and we were all they excited about that won, and they lost to chattanooga you, kevin you, like come you, on you've got a fan better than this kevin you you know better zach i'm done i'm done i can't zach i can't anymore i can't we're not gonna move the goalpost on this show ethan i'm sorry we're not gonna do this we're not gonna move the goalpost we're not gonna redefine what success is with louisville basketball we're not gonna do that you yes you take into account what happened last last year because last year happened they won four damn games it was a disgrace. It counts. You can't pretend it didn't happen. It happens. When you judge the full body of work, when you look at the reasons why Kenny Payne needs to be fired, the fact that they won four games last season is definitely a reason. The fact that they came into this year and they beat UNBC by one point in their first game and they lost at home to Chattanooga, and they lost to an Indiana team that's probably going to go to the NIT, and they went to freaking overtime against New Mexico State, and if the kid for New Mexico State doesn't miss two free throws, they lose that game too. Those are the reasons Kenny Payne gets fired. This is ridiculous. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, what what are we doing as a fan base? This is insanity to me. To, to say that Louisville basketball hasn't been relevant in years, they were number one in the country and they beat Michigan in a whiteout game that was fantastic with Chris Max bomb blank here and then he quit on the team. So don't tell me Louisville basketball has been relevant in a while. I was there. I saw it. It happened. Like This is insane to me. I'm sorry. This is the passion you wanted from me, Ethan. I, I be, this is what you wanted, so now you guys got it. The, the Kevin, it. Un, Kevin lit the fuse. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, I cannot. 
Oh, I'm going to have an ulcer. I'm going to have an ulcer. I need, a, I need a minute. When, I need a minute. Listen, I couldn't have said what you just said any better. At the end of the day, 9 and 34 is 9 and 34. You can't splice it up. You can't say that this this didn't count and that he walked in to this this disaster and he's not responsible for winning just four games. You can't say that five and six, uh, you know, that is a failure against this schedule. And we're talking about, Kevin mentioned talk, just being competitive with the good team. No, this is a top 10 program of all time. We are going to uphold the standards. Five and six is a failure. If you beat if you beat the team up the road, which they're not, and you are six and six, that is still a failure given that this schedule strength is ranked in the three hundreds. And I think we've just so and there's just and again it's a small portion of the fan base where we've just become so used to not being the Louisville basketball that we all know and love that you accept that kind of stuff or you make excuses for it. I mean, we got, you know, we got raked over the coals because we were too negative after the wins. I mean, like we just talked about, Taylor. Like, Coppin State is 1-11. They're getting ready to go to 1-12. I, I added up, during, during this discussion, I added up our five wins of our component, our composite opponent's record. It is 20 and 42. Of the five teams we beat, those teams are combined 20 and 42, and you might as well chalk it up to 43 because Coppin State's losing to old, I think it's James old, Madison. James They're 1 and 11, yeah. by the way. Coppin State is 1 and 11. Yeah. Like, they were so getting beat the, by 30 last time I looked. Now the it's fan, 78 43. The fans have gotten desensitized. I don't, mm-hmm. it, that, yeah. that's what happens when you're this bad for this long, is you forget what it's <sighs> like to be an elite program and the just. The moving of the goalposts is just insane. The fact that we're celebrating winning games against UMBC, New Mexico State. Congratulations. You're doing the bare minimum. You Congra- should have done what you did against Pepperdine against those teams. Yes, and yes. then we wouldn't be talking about it, like I said earlier. You've got to have no headline games. Like, congrats. We're passing classes with D's now. We're going to celebrate that? No. D's don't get degrees, man. No, they don't. I just scared my wife and the dog, by the way. Uh, they, they both came in here to check on me. You didn't um, scare this texture because uh, they want to get you a beer. <laughs> so get this man needs that one. Yes. Appreciate that texture. I've uh, been waiting for that kind of p- passion. I haven't heard that from Taylor since I moved down here. I know he's been a passionate fan and everything, it. but geez, I love it. I want to give a shout out to uh, OG George listening and some of the girls, Collins and Kimball. Oh God, Collins uh, and Kimball heard that. I'm think, sorry, girls. No, I'm sorry. You don't have Uncle to. Taylor apologizes. You, you don't have to apologize for bringing the heat. All right. I mean, that's again, we're passionate. This is an elite program that has been failing for the last three years, and it is failing even worse now. Coach Payne was brought in to fix the program. Under him, it's been worse. It's not debatable. 8150-939 is the number. Marcus has been patiently waiting. He is up next on the program. What's up, Marcus? Ethan, man, uh, I'm I'm pretty speechless after hearing uh, that last caller, man. I don't really know how to follow that up, but I just <laughs> wanted to I, – I don't, I don't even know what to say. You man. can't just, follow that up, Marcus. There's, there's wow. no way to follow that up, man. <laughs> Good Lord. So, man, I, uh, I, I, I listened to what Jerry Eves said earlier. Next to. 
and uh, and I mean, okay. Actually, I'll, I'll go back to like a few days. I'll go back to a few days ago. I was I was on my way to work, and I heard I, I accidentally got on seven ninety, and Jerry is on the radio. And the first thing I heard, I'm telling you, man, I heard I heard this one snippet that he said, and I instantly turned the channel. He was like, Louisville fans, you have four wins. Why are you complaining? Bro, we have six losses before Christmas. Four of those wins, we, bro, we haven't even beaten a team. We haven't even beaten a, a power six opponent, man. That That's ridiculous. And even in the four wins that we've had, They've come in the, like, I mean, I'm telling you, bro, in the luckiest ways. I don't, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I respect Jerry Eason. I respect Butch Beard. I respect everything they did for the program, especially Butch Beard. He paved the way for, you know, for black players to make it in this program. However, man, I'm at the point now where I feel like we should just tune out their opinions, bro, because they're always going to have that bias, that select bias. You know what I mean? And it's just trying to get a reaction. And I... I don't know who posted it earlier, but he, he, he posted something else about, uh, you know, about how Kenny, uh, you know, I, he said, like, the program has been, in, it's been a mess, like, has been in shambles since 2009. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Well, we won a national championship 10 years ago. What well, he didn't like Patino. He didn't like Patino being hired in the first place and kept complaining about yeah, that yeah. and complaining about that. And now, you know, again, he's complaining that the fans are complaining and, and anybody who thinks that, that that Kenny Payne should be fired shouldn't, you know, doesn't know what they're talking about. And, um, you know, so it's it's whatever. You know, people are entitled to their own opinions. I'm, I, like I said, I can't have a debate with him because he he said that Kenny Payne is not to blame for the first year. So if, if he's not going to – if he's going to absolve the coach of any responsibility in year one – Marcus, I don't know about your job, but you probably could not say, hey, man, boss, I'm sorry for the first year. I failed miserably. Yep. We're not going to count that, but year two, I got you. You know what I mean? And then fail again in year it, two. It, it, exactly. Exactly. And so I heard that, and I, I was talking with my friend about this, about like when I knew that things were going to go downhill with this, with this coaching staff. I knew back in the summer of last year, man, when it took the man three months to assemble the coaching staff. I mean, seriously, it, 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 it's the little things, the, the little like lack of attention to detail. I'm like, look, man, the 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 fact that the program's been so called in shambles since 2009 didn't excuse the fact that it took you three months to assemble staff. It didn't excuse it for the fact that you got literally nobody in the portal. It didn't excuse the fact that your own court court your own I'm I'm, I'm tripping your own court coaching is ass. I'm sorry, man, Chris Mack. Had all that against him, he still got us the number one number one team in the country, man. Still got us to the NCAA tournament. There's just no excuse, man. And I, I just, I, I love, I appreciate what the former players have done for this program. However, man, I, I'm not going to let them hold the program hostage. They had their time to shine, and I'm just being real, man. These kids nowadays, they don't know what them players did. I'm not trying to disrespect them, but it's just like. It's about right now, and right now the program is in free fall with this guy at the helm. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I just I respect the former players and what they've done for us, but it's time to just kind of let them, you know, be be bitter by themselves. So, but y'all take it easy, man. Uh, I talk, you know, just good to talk to y'all again. Y'all take it easy, man. Go Cards. Yes, sir, Marcus. Appreciate the phone call, man. Real recognizes real. Yep. I mean, we've said this. We we trust our eyes. You know what you're watching. This ain't it. 
And you can quick, fancy it up all you want, but that's them's are the facts. Yes, sir. Quick check. Uh, Gardner Webb is currently uh, beating Chattanooga 58 to 54 uh, with 3.50 to go in the second awesome. quarter, uh, second half. Gardner Webb is 5 and 7 and 0 and 3 in conference play. Sweet. Uh, just, uh, just to let you know that. And then also, uh, New Mexico State is currently losing. Let me find where did that score go here just a second ago. Uh, New Mexico State is losing uh, 25 to 37 to Stephen F. Austin, who is five and five on the year. Awesome, and we're supposed to celebrate those wins. I mean, th- this this example, this this segment of the show is why there has to be a change made, because we can't have people settling for making excuses of the why we are not as bad as the last year's team that was the worst in 82 years. <laughs> exactly. And, and still failing. Let's be clear. Five and six against the schedule that's ranked 337th is a failure. That's that's just what it is. 81 Straight f- facts, no printer. There there you go. As the kids say. <laughs> no cap. Oh, my gosh. Actually, okay, now, now down, you just uh, sound old. Coppin State's down uh, 44 to 82 to James Madison. Yeah, right now. I mean, just just fold the program. Stick with the rants. Don't do the no. Don't do no cap again. <laughs> there you go. No cap. That Where's rant was the There. Oh my gosh. Phil, save us. You're up next on LSL. <laughs> hey, hey what's up, guys? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? What's up, Phil? Hey, uh, first off, go cards. Cards for life. You know, and you already uh, know. I really appreciate I, I appreciate you all even having a show. I mean, I'm being honest. Uh, there's no possible way that I could even have a show that even talks about this team, um, how bad we are. So, um, congratulations on having the show. Now, <laughs> as for you. Jerry E's show, Jerry E's show is thriving, man. Jerry E's show. It, uh, the the listenership to Jerry E's show is probably triple the amount of uh, listeners that you all have for the simple fact that people want like they want positivity all the time and and it it's not real though man you know it's just it's not real and you know not everything is uh you know happy rainbows and sunshine okay. Uh, something's got to be done, but something was supposed to be done earlier. And uh, from what I heard, Josh heard, told Kenny, you know, this is this is the end of the road, and the players got together and they were going to walk. Okay? So we were not going to have a team to begin with. And then they came out with that 22-point win, and they're on cloud nine and acting like, this is the team we've always been when it's not true. Now, if they go out, and I have total faith in this, guys, believe it or not, we are going to give Kentucky a game. We will. And the reason why is to save Kenny Payne. It's going to be to save the Kenny Payne game. Okay? And they're going to be playing, you know, lights out. And, uh, hey, if we pull off a win, fantastic. Uh, but I don't think we're going to lose by double digits either just because of what's happening. So I'm looking for about a eight-point loss 
on Thursday. And that's all I got, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's Taylor. To, to be honest with you, I've never even tried to handicap this game because no. generally, generally, too, um, Louisville has not upheld this end of the bargain in this thing for so long. Um, I call it a series. I mean, it's a rivalry off the court, but like on the court, it's a series. It's, it's a, a lops, series. it's a lopsided series um, that unfortunately the team up the road um, has dominated. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things too where it's like it, if the the players shouldn't be rallying. I don't disagree with what Phil said, but the play if the players are are, are playing extra hard because they don't want to lose their coach, then you should have done that against Chattanooga. You should have done that against Arkansas State and DePaul and all those other bums. I mean, here here's the thing too, and, and Phil brings up a point about you know people just want to hear about positivity and and. You and I have said from the inception of this show, we're going to praise when it's warranted and we're going to criticize when it's warranted. And unfortunately, there has been more to criticize than there has been to praise. But if anybody listened to that postgame show on Sunday, I was the most positive that I have been about this team all season long with the exception of the Texas game because they gave me a reason to be positive with the way that they played on the court. That has been the, the thing that has been missing. I mean, we can sit here and we can do sunshine and rainbows and all of that stuff if you want to, but it's just not the, the truth, and it's just not what's actually happening on the court. And and when they do good things, when they win, when they look good doing it, because there's a difference between winning games and winning games and looking good doing it. Mm-hmm. And Louisville looked good winning that game against Pepperdine. I think defensively, they looked the best that they have looked. They looked together on on defense. They looked like they knew what they were doing. It was the best that I think defensively they've looked all season. Offensively, they had a good flow, a good rhythm. They moved the ball well. They passed the ball well. They hit open shots. They did all kinds of good things that warranted praise. Yeah. And you know what? Three people wanted to call in and talk about it. And, and I that, know all these yeah. other things are going on, yeah. but three people wanted to call in and talk about it. And that, and because that's the thing. Nobody too. cares. They've lost at this yeah. point. The 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 lost lost the fan base. Um, and you know, again, people are like get, you know, he needs time. He needs time. He he has the time right now. And so far, with the time he's been given, he's five and six against the three hundred and thirty seventh schedule. You know, in the nation, out of three hundred sixty three, it's one of the it's one of the weakest non conference schedules out there. And he has a losing record against it. And they did that on purpose, Ethan. Like they they yeah. scheduled week to try and, and and stack some wins here at the beginning of the season to get some good vibes and some good mojo going. Yeah, but and, Mike DeCourcy said that that non conference schedule didn't do him any favors. Like <laughs> it should have done you favors. Oh, you should have just went ahead and won those games, and we wouldn't be talking about. Oh, it. Like, gosh. come on, like why why are we constantly moving the goalposts? Why are we constantly changing things? Like, the standard is the standard. That's the tagline of our show at this point. Yep. The standard is the standard, and I don't understand why the fan base will not hold this program to the top ten standard that they are. I this think, is I think one of the ten best of, programs ever. Yeah, Act I think, like it. I think the vast majority of, of the fans are. Um, because to, to be honest with you, I, I don't think there are ve- very many people like Kevin out there still. With a nine and thirty-four coach, I hope make, not making excuses. I think the vast majority of fans have spoken. 
we can rant uh, about how bad things are. Fans can rant about how bad things uh, things have gotten. But look no further than the Yum Center being three-fourths empty every single game. Those empty seats speak louder than anyone else. That's right. 8150-939 is the number of the UPS Jobs text line. It's 3831-939. Joel's been patiently waiting. He is up next on LSL. Hey, Joel. <clears throat> What's up, fellas? I'm going to backtrack for one second. Kevin, if you're still out there listening, if you own a business, I want to work for you because <laughs> literally you can be absolutely god-awful at your job and you want to let the cake bake. I mean, look, man. Cake's burnt. This is, this is already, you know, it's going to be repetitive and repeated and everything else. But it's, it's in my opinion, if you look at, you know, Louisville's a top, I think it's, I think it's more than a top 10 program, top six or seven program all time. What would be, in your opinion, like the equivalent in college football, what's the top or seven, eight program in college football of all time? What, who would you think that would be? If you had the this well, ballpark in your head, I think we saw football. some of that. I think we saw some of that a little bit this season with Clemson. Yes. Like Clemson was four and four, and their fans were melting down. Well, they were ready to run so Dabo out. Say, yeah. So let's say Clemson, right? Do you think Clemson fans would be over here like, dude, you guys lost to Toledo, you guys lost to Kennesaw State and football? You, I mean, the the problem with Louisville fans is like all of the, you know, losing has just not. I mean, you just oh, yeah. you, you keep mentioning it like the standards, the standard. It's like, what are we doing here, dude? Like, it's like unbelievable to me. I mean, talking about the game, this is where Louisville's program is. I can't remember, and you guys can probably let me know this, but Louisville is playing Kentucky in basketball. On a Thursday night at like six o'clock, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, that used to always be a prime time CBS afternoon, two o'clock something game with a ton. Now we're playing Thursday night at six o'clock. That tells you where the program is. The thing is, with people that call in about Kenny Payne and say, give them time. The problem is, fellas, and you know this, and we all know it over the last two to three years. You can't use that excuse anymore, meaning this is what I said from the get-go. Like, to me, even if you wanted to have the most optimistic person of all time say, you know what, I'm giving Kenny Payne a pass for his first year because he came in, there still was a cloud in the beginning, and he's just taking it over, he's got players that aren't his. With the NIL, with the transfer portal, all this guy should have been focused on in the offseason season is recruiting a tournament team because that's really all people i mean that's all we talked about everybody i talk or heard talk everything else to say hey look not saying you got to win the national title year two but you got to make the ncaa tournament right and to me kenny payne took this off season to act like he was going to have this job like another three or four years yeah you know that that's how he recruited it and to me just like that focus of him not – you could have gone in that portal, got experienced players, and brought in an NCAA-type tournament team. Again, not saying you got to win the national title, not saying you got to go to the Final Four, but year two, you got to take this team to the tournament, period. So the fact is, 
Right now, I don't even know their record. I mean, they're four and six, five and six, whatever it is. Okay, so we're on track. We're gonna. We're probably gonna win. Let's say high, high, high ballpark here, eight games. So in two years, this guy's gonna win a total of possibly twelve to thirteen games. And 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 you guys keep talking about. You guys brought this up too. Or the one caller did about like, well, they're gonna play hard for Kitty Payne, dude. We're in December. Like this isn't. If these guys literally were waiting until Kenny Payne was about to get fired to play hard, what are we doing? Exactly. And what kind of players are you recruiting? Exactly. That's because right. these are all Kenny's players, besides one or two of them now. Mm-hmm. And you got guys that, hey, you know what? Now I'm going to play hard because you're about to get fired. So again, directly falls right on Kenny Payne. There's no excuses whatsoever. You can let the cake bake, Kev. All the way till the end, when we're sitting there at eight and twenty-eight or eight and you know however many games we play total for the year, but all you're doing is prolonging the inevitable. I don't know if you fire a guy in season or how that works or what what it is, but all I know is, come year three, which is after obviously this year, there is no absolute way if you're Louisville football, if you're Louisville basketball, if you're Josh Hurd at all. Kenny Payne cannot be the coach for Louisville basketball come year three. And Jerry Eves can have his, hey, man, we should be happy with winning. Jerry Eves, 30 years from now, is going to have a radio show, and he's going to get on there 30 years from now and say, you know what, though, Louisville had strippers. 30 years from now, this guy cannot get over Rick Pitino being there, Mm-mm. what happened in the dorms. And he never will. So I don't give a crap what Jerry Eves has to say. He doesn't care about the program, dude, at all. He hasn't cared about it in a long time. He cares about his own agendas. Mm-hmm. Anybody with a sense of a brain knows that with a guy. I could care less what the guy thinks. Here's the thing. Yeah, we want to win because guess what? Me, personally, I think Louisville's a top 7 to 10 program of all time, and we need to get back to that. And that's not with Kenny Payne being at the helm. Now, leave it at this, guys. The saddest part to me, honestly, this week, every year, I don't care if we lost a bunch of games in this series like we have, and then Kevin mentioned that. I mean, we all know this, whatever, with Patino. We all know it, okay? But every year when Louisville played Kentucky in basketball, dude, I would get nervous, I would get excited, I would get anxious. All the emotions would come through, Okay. This week, Louisville's playing Kentucky in basketball, and I could care less, dude. Mm, I could it. care less to yep. watch the game. That tells me all you need to know, and I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there that think the same, but at, in the end, Kenny Payne has not done the job. It's been bad. you got to get rid of him, and that's it, man. Yep. That's all I got, fellas. Thanks, Joel. Thanks for the phone call, man. Taylor, something that, that stood out to me um, mm-hmm. with what Joel said um, and then we're, we are late for our first break, so we'll take that here in a moment. And and that is just, it, it speaks to the fact that KP just didn't get it. He was he was behind, he was behind uh, the eight ball with NIL. He didn't fully embrace it when he should. Nope. Um, he was still talking about the process of winning. This is a rebuild. Um, and, and instead of utilizing fully nil and fully utilizing the transfer portal he took a flyer on uh, karan davis who is no longer with the program and um 
D'Lo, Daniel Jovanovic, who yep. is not a Power Five type of player. What's what's blank call him? Uh, Danilo gonna transfer Genovic? <laughs> I guess that's what he was calling. That's what but, he was calling like, the other day on on Diener's shirt. So yeah, so yeah, and he's right. But th- that's the thing right there. You needed to use those scholarships for guys that can come in and make an immediate impact. Not anybody else that you can kind of bring along slowly because he never had a sense of urgency ever. No, no. And, and he, you know, the whole thing was like the, that win or learn nonsense. No. And it get, he just no. set himself up for failure, and he didn't do the little things that would could have made his job easier. He didn't try to promote the program. He didn't really try to sell it to the fans. It wasn't, um, you know, he didn't say the right things for so long. And I, he was just, he had his coach's show on before we, we came on the air, and he was talking about now, you know, the importance of getting transfer portal guys and at the beginning before the beginning of the season he was talking about like it was a necessary evil i mean that's right. what he called this like no 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 that is the future that's how of you build a program now I'm, I'm sorry that's how you build a program now and he's just been i mean it, he's just been so slow to react to every single component of what it takes to 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 be the coach of a top 10 program top seven program of all time and it's just the, the data is in the cake has baked. It is burnt to a crisp. And, you know, they played well last year against Clemson. They played well against Pepperdine, who is five and seven, and I think two or three of those five wins are against Division two opponents. Mm-hmm. Who Kenny Payne has lost to two of in his less than two years here. So, again, y- people can have their opinions. We can agree to disagree. But, like, we've got to stop manufacturing excuses for you know historically inept results we just have to jeremy hang on the line buddy we're going to get to you when we kick off hour number two we're going to bang out a whole bunch of texts as well you're listening to louisville sports live the city's longest running all uofl sports talk show we'll be right back looking to boost your team's image and professionalism turn to shaheen's uniforms Welcome in, back into our number two of Louisville Sports Live, the city's longest running all UFL sports talk show, uh-huh. right here on 93.9 The Ville. Um, Taylor, did you get yourself um, uh, an ice water? Nice I was, tea, I was, perhaps, or a cold beer? I got myself a, got myself a little water. Uh, had to go explain to, to the wife and, and the dog what happened. Um, the, the dog was under the bed. Uh, he he did not know why Daddy was, was yelling so loud, so... You know, we're we're all good. We're everything everything's good over here. And then I was vibing to uh, whatever you had coming back. What casual. was that? Because that was casual. That was uh, you that's, know that was that was a vibe, as the kids say. Am I allowed to say that, Zach? Can I can I say that? You, you can since say you're, that. Since you're you're fun goalieing all of my, my <laughs> slang fun tonight. <laughs> fun goalie my slang tonight. I'm I'm man fansplaining. That's what it is. <laughs> fansplaining. I feel like that's what I just I did. I that's, think you, I that's, like that's all that's we did you, in hour one. Yeah, that's all we fansplain. did. Yeah, you fansplained to Kevin. That's for sure. <laughs> so well, I today, hope he calls on Thursday. <laughs> I really do. 
Today is Casual's birthday, and he also spearheaded the uh, West Coast Hip Hop group Hieroglyphics with Joe. Nice. Yes, there was a you know several of the rappers. Uh, the Far Side, I believe, um, was one of the groups with them. Um, so yes, uh, there's this a couple. Was in there's the a couple 1990s others. or yes. the 1980s. 90s. Which which one 90s. was that? Uh, Souls of Mischief, yeah. Jeremy, you've been patiently holding, man. We're going to go right to you as we kick off hour number two. Thanks for holding. How you doing? Yeah, hey, I'm good, guys. Hey, just want to follow up on Taylor's comment. Man, I wish that I could come and pick you up and drive you over to <laughs> Roosters next time Kenny Payne does one of his coaches' shows with uh, Paul Rogers. And you stand up in the middle of the restaurant and say everything that's just the way you just said it. Because that is what somebody needs to say what needs to be said. Thank God for you, my man. But look, I appreciate guys, it, man. You know, going back to my early fandom as a child, you know, my parents didn't have enough money to get me into games. So, I, I shoot, I remember selling magazines, like going up and down the aisle, selling those stupid programs just to be in the game, to watch the game, to feel it. You know, and I've tried to drive that same spirit into my children and my wife. And, you know, now and I'm seeing these kids, like a couple games ago, shot clock violations. And the kids act like they're just shocked that the shot clock went off and dribbling off of our foot and turnovers. Like, it's just poor fundamentals, poor coaching. I mean, i got to believe that the kids are talented, obviously, enough to be on a D1 team. But it's it's right in front of all of our faces. And, you know, forgive me, I'm just somebody, I just see the small stuff. I mean, thinking back to Patino, like, I remember, I used to try to count the deflections myself. I was so excited because I knew yeah. how much he cared about that stuff. Right? Like, we've just lost it, man. And, you know, and I think L fans have just become victim to, similar to our society, to where we've just become very accepting in general to things that we probably shouldn't be, right? Um, but we've, He's got to go. We, we've got to make a change we, because we can't we can't afford to continue to backslide. And I mean, yesterday I went to work, and uh, you know the guys at work were like, "Hey, we play like that against Pepperdine. We won't get blown out. We probably still lose." To where again, we're still just okay with losing, yeah. right? Like, and when my yeah. boss is sitting me down, telling me like, "Hey, you know, you really can't continue to let your mental performance at work." be based on whether or not Louisville wins or loses anymore, right? <laughs> like, we've just got to get it figured out. That's my points, guys. I appreciate you all. Have a great night. Thanks. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, Jeremy. I think a lot of uh, uh, the the folks that are still making excuses or the people that have made excuses um, for a while now, I, I think without them really knowing it, I, I mentioned it a couple times before, subconsciously, they're just doing that. It's just they, yeah. they become numb to it. Again, how many fans did we talk to? I, I didn't even know we played tonight. Or um, um, I don't even care what channel the game's on. I'm not watching it. Or whatever. Like, we've been doing this now um, for three years because of the 13 and 19 season. That started the slide. That's when Matt quit. Um, but then, again, Kenny was brought in to fix the program, and he's made it worse. It, but then after that, when you see these embarrassing defeats, when you see you know Louisville making the continuous just just silly mistakes stepping on the out of bounds line throwing the ball out of bounds because the guy you were passing it to um wasn't expecting it the, you know there's no communication and again that wasn't the case on Sunday but then too like like what Jeremy was saying at work man well if we play if we play like that um you know then we'll, we might not get blown out 
this is where we are, and that is not acceptable. And first of all, the team up the road doesn't compare at all to Pepperdine. No, I mean, not even close. And so, you know, again, I think it was important to you know give give the cards their props for for taking care of business against an inferior opponent. But like we said at the open of the show, what they did against Pepperdine should have been what they did to UMBC, to Bellarmine, to all, Chattanooga, to all of those teams, to Paul, Arkansas State. That's what should have happened. And I get it. There would be some lulls. Maybe you don't win by 22. Maybe you win by 15, 17, whatever. But the point stands with the 337th weakest schedule in the nation, you should, through 11 games, at worst, be 8-3. and three. At worst. And you're you're staring five and seven in the face. Texter said Kevin is part of the KP Mafia. Yeah. What yeah. are these people talking about? Um, all of our wins are quad four. Thank you for getting him off the air. I love all these people that are all of a sudden retweeting. Like I can't believe that, you know that's what set Taylor off. And Taylor, thanks for speaking for the fan base. And I mean. <laughs> 100% approval rating. I love yeah. you love to see it. Yes. You love to see it. Yeah, I mean, it was just again, Zach and I were just sitting back and it was I mean, it was <laughs> We needed some popcorn. It was let him cook. Yeah, let him cook. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you didn't need any you didn't need, need any other ingredients, uh, man. He, You're he on cooked. A Unlike Kevin, Kevin would let the bake the cake burn. Taylor's cake came out perfect. Yeah. It was, Thank you, fellas. Thanks, uh, thanks, boys. There we go. It, no, it didn't. His his cake didn't even need any icing. It was so hot. Uh, <laughs> I'll take icing, icing on every there cake. There we go. Uh, Texter said this will be the first time the Yum Center will get to use the upper level. The Yum Center needs the money. <laughs> Buy all the beer and popcorn. Hell, even whiskey. Row will be busy Thursday night. Big tip for the servers: extra Christmas money. Yeah, and and I think too, we don't say this enough taylor we were talking about you know the empty seats speak the loudest yeah but still too those businesses around the yum center are hurting on game days i live around that area and it's a ghost town on game days and i can walk right into any bar any restaurant just walk right up get whatever i want mm -hmm. there's no line there's nothing and they just talk about man we just want to be good again like we want games to actually have some meaning because you know, these are businesses that thrive yeah. when Louisville was good and they've never reached the pre-COVID levels because the basketball team has just not been all that good the last couple of years. And nobody keeps that into account. Nobody talks about that, how much it means for the bar owner or for the bus boy, whatever the case may be. That Louisville basketball being good means a lot more to a lot more people than we all realize. Mm -hmm. It's not just yeah, the program itself. Yeah, because yeah. you think about these these bars and these restaurants that specifically bring in extra staff for game nights because they know yes. or anticipate that it's going to be busier, and now they've got servers sitting here and 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 bartenders, extra bartenders for for no reason because there's, yeah. there's nobody there. Yeah, one of my favorite places to go. Uh, they are usually closed Sundays, but if Global plays on Sunday, they will open up on Sunday morning, and they have no reason to because people don't go. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that was the thing, too. I, I mentioned this briefly. Last year, we had a guy's trip. We went to the Clemson game to, to welcome the, the 2013 champs back. Made and, it on TV. Oh, that's right. Yes, I appreciate that. We had great yeah. seats. And, you know, I made it a point to ask the servers, like, how does this crowd compare to others? And, and, and she said, 
at the one restaurant, it doesn't compare. This is by far the, the largest crowd we've ever had. And to your point, Taylor, um, the, the reason that, that I told this story again is something that she said. They, were, like, they weren't scheduling servers anymore or the, nearly as many because they didn't need them. There, mm-hmm. there was always, always, you know, under Patino, uh, the first two years under Mac, there were always lines. Like you had to get out there. You remember, you had to make plans if you're going to go to the to the game, especially on a weekend. You better get to the arena area like three hours before tip off if you wanted to go yep. eat or, or grab a drink somewhere. Because Absolutely. you're you're waiting in line. You have to have reservations. That's just part of the game day experience. And now, I mean. There's no lines to park. There's no lines for, for food. There's no line, you know, wherever, in the arena, outside of the arena. And then I think that is what's going to be such a shock to the soul and to the system is to see what the yum is going to look like on Thursday because you've had hundreds of Louisville fans sell their tickets. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have several thousand diehards go out there and, and represent the red. But you have a bunch that have sold their tickets, and you have you know the secondary market is being gobbled up by fans of the team up the road. And because you you know that, because you have lower-level seats going for $300, $400, $500, you know Louisville fans aren't going to pay that. No. And so you know where those tickets are going. And so... You know, and you know, say what you want about you know. I think Hurd should have fired him. You know, last week, whatever. I think KP should have should be coaching this game for the simple fact that I think this will hit home yet again how much he has failed this program when he sees Rupp West in there on his own home floor that the but fans Ethan, are out. But Ethan, I don't think it will bother him. And that, and I said that on I think it was Wednesday night's post game show. It was either Wednesday or Sunday. I don't think it will bother him. The, the making him coach in this game and and seeing the, the, the nothing that he has said or or you know anything has led us to believe that it will bother him one bit if they get beat by four hundred or if there's all you know eighty percent blue, twenty percent red in the Yum Center. I don't think it's going to matter to him. He's still going to laugh and cut up and shake hands and hug Cal at the end of the game. And the post game will sound exactly like the other post games have sounded. And I don't think it really matters to him. And I think that's the part that's most frustrating for Louisville fans. And to your point, like I miss the way the M center used to be. And I want to go back to the Yum Center. And I can. I could go to any game that I wanted to. I mean, you've got a credential. I've got my credential. I could go down there to, to any game that I wanted to go to. Or, you know, we could buy tickets and my wife and I could go. But I have no desire to be there. I don't I don't need to sit through that. And yeah. I don't I, I don't, don't blame need, the I certainly don't need to way. pay. Yeah, I certainly don't need to pay money to go and do that. I saw two games in person last season. It was because we were given tickets and we were given sweet tickets to go. Otherwise, why would I why would I want to go? Why would I want to go and, and do that? Bang out some text here from the UPS Jobs text line 3831-939. KPN staff have been breaking the wrong records for the last two years. Texter says, I went to a family Christmas gathering and was surrounded by UK fans and my family. Nobody said a word. All they did was a head pat. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's that's more or less the experience now 
um, with fans of the team up the road. There's just no mm-hmm. rivalrying, and I'm sure that's going. It's going to happen on Thursday again. You know, carpal tunnel syndrome is is going through the roof in Louisville. <laughs> you know, Thursday night uh, with all the L's down. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're going to really, you know, stick it, stick it to the fans big time. Yeah. Blue gets in. We're going to hear all those. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to hear all those same lines again, but this time it's going to be like, and yeah, you pay $300. Yeah. We paid $300 a ticket for this jokes on you. Tex- yeah. They were $3 the other day. Texer said y'all expect every coach to coach the way Rick and Denny coached. I hate listening to the radio anymore. It's been a year. Um, the season isn't over clowns five and six. Isn't the end of the year. Shake my head. Is that Kevin? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'd love to live in that world. I just don't get it, man. The season isn't over clowns five and six. It, It is when your strength of schedule is 337th and you have a losing record. This is Louisville. Basketball, losing records aren't acceptable, and they're sure as hell not acceptable when you have as bad of a schedule as we've played. It's like say it with say it with me, guys. The standard is what the The standard standard exactly. Um, Texter says, caller is right. Let's talk facts. This is why LSL is my favorite show. Chris the Plumber. Thank you, Chris. We always appreciate you listening and texting in. Texter said, cake ain't even burnt. It's disintegrated in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, his oven is completely gone. Like, I think he might have broke the oven. I I do like this this text, too. Um, Texter goes on to say, people... Crapping on the UFL program as a whole to prop up KP is levels of Stockholm syndrome never seen before. I we talked about this with Louie, and I told Ethan this off the air. Like catering to the KP fans at this point, it's like horse racing KP or catering to, you know, uh, PETA. Like no matter what you do, yeah. Yeah. the people in PETA are never going to be happy that horse racing exists because yeah. that's right. kind of PETA's brand. So, like what. I, I just why is there such a disconnect? Can we not just you know root for the coach to be successful, but also point out when the coach is not successful? Like why do we just? I I don't understand the constant defending of a coach who just doesn't get things done. I love my program more than I love any particular coach. I'm gonna like Louisville, Iowa State, whoever. Before I liked it before this coach, I'm gonna like him after this coach. Listen, in growing up in high school and middle school, I loved it when Louisville went to the Sweet 16 under Denny Crum. I loved it in Dewan Wheat senior season. We 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 broke past Wheat. that threshold Wheat. and and beat Texas in the Sweet 16 and and battled uh, against UNC in, in 1997. But you know what? Towards the end of his career, God rest his soul. I was critical of Coach of Coach Crum in those last four years because it wasn't up to the standard that he built with Patino when he lost in the first round in 2010 and 2011. I I was not happy about it, and I even said if he loses in the first round in 2012, I want him gone. I mean, the, and then listen, but then he went to the Final Four and he shut me up. We want the best for our programs. And we are never going to lower the standard because a coach has failed at his job this much. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's just, and that's the common sense aspect of it. Like, I don't 
understand if you're still on board like you're you, you have the blind faith and you just support louisville no matter what and it doesn't matter if you if you win or lose like i, I don't ever i don't understand that type of fanning like i disagree with that i'm going to respect you know I'll, I'll respect all louisville fans we're going to disagree on some things but like i'm going to praise when it's warranted and we're going to be critical when things aren't going well. Like Kevin said earlier, you know, all, all these post games, it's all negative. Well, since Taylor and I have been splitting them, Louisville basketball is 9-34. and 34. Like, what <laughs> Like the, What yes. are we supposed to do? And and I'm sorry, I'm not going to celebrate when UMBC, uh, well, you know, we get a break and, uh, over the back on Trey White and you win that game. I'm not going to be singing the praises when New Mexico State was up by eight. They blew the lead. And Louisville eked out a win in overtime because another guy missed one of two free throws. Like, that's that's not the standard of Louisville basketball, and I get it. Louisville has not been as successful as we are accustomed to. They've only won one NCAA tournament game since 2015. They've only the last time they made it to the NCAA tournament was was 2019. Like, granted, in COVID, they would have been a four or five seed in 2020. They were 24 and seven. Yep, ranked number 14. But yeah, to your point uh, in your epic rant, I mean, Louisville was number one in the nation in December of 2019. That's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. Texter says, I'm 49. I've never been so apathetic about Louisville versus the team up the road. They, he said the other one, but we're going to keep we're going to keep that. And he also adds, um, he or she adds, never been so apathetic about Louisville basketball, the team I grew up loving. Same, man. Like, I'm yeah. fired up from a standpoint here, but it's not necessarily the losing. And again, the, the Pepperdine game was a nice break, and it was it was genuinely nice to see the guys laughing and smiling and actually having fun playing basketball. Yes, dare I point that out too? And I got a couple people in my mentions saying, "So you want Kenny Payne to return?" I'm like, I'm not saying that. I'm just. <laughs> Right here for that one game, it was actually nice to see. For two hours yes. on Sunday afternoon, it was nice to enjoy watching Louisville basketball. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Um, Texter said, I missed the rant. Get that podcast up post-haste after the show. Oh, yeah. I love that Shakespearean post-haste. post-haste. I love it. Uh, Texter also says, the performance is unacceptable at even the most pedestrian programs, much less Louisville. It's not even a conversation anymore. Agree, 100%. Texter said, Chris Beard, 11-0. and 0. He needs to be the first call. Yeah, he's got Ole Miss in the top 25 um, already. Texter said, got to give it to the KP Mafia. They'll defend, They'll defend him so much. Um, I'd fire my own mom if, I, if she had this record. Not mom. No, well, I mean, uh, maybe you could get mom to resign. You know, I mean, not have to fight. Possibly. I could get my mom to just quit and maintain her dignity. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Texter says, using Griffin guys to motivate won't work. No disrespect, but these kids have no idea who they are. He told Paul Rogers that tonight that his kids have to Google them to see who they are. Kind of like my kids not understanding um tiger woods because he doesn't know uh okay gotta, that makes gotta, me feel old yeah gotta get relevant yeah not knowing <laughs> tiger woods i mean what what are we at now 
Come on, guys. We're old, Zach. That's uh, we, where are we are. Old. You and I are old. Speak we, for yourself. We grew, yeah, we grew up when and Tiger Woods is the most famous guy on the planet for a couple Absolutely. of years. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see here. Texter said, would be great to ask KP what he thinks of how Brom utilized the portal in his first year and how many guys he got committed with this past week. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, we can we can chat about that too. Texture says give Taylor a beer and then it also says almost lost to a team with only four players. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They oh, had to rally gosh. from eight yes. down with two minutes to go in that game. New Mexico State had to yep. miss two free throws and then they scored with four players on the court. Other than that, it went great. Texture yeah, uh other than that, fantastic. Uh Mick Ultra. Ice cold. I do. There you go. Well, yeah, that's why I said. Absolutely. There you go. Frosty. Um, so I guess if you want to, I mean, what do you think is going to happen on Thursday? We don't have to break the game down. I get it. Uh, what do you, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? I think Kentucky, the team up the road. Woo! It was close. One was and close. a half. That's one and a half now. It was close. That's one and a half. Uh, I, I, look, I, I, they're going to win by 20. Um, I, do I think Louisville's going to have some fight? Yeah. I think they, if they play the way they played against Pepperdine, I think they're going to, they're going to have some fight, at least early in the game. But they're loaded, man. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. They've got shooters galore. They're loaded. They've got a presence in the post. Um, you know, Cal can't coach, but he really doesn't even have to with these guys because they're just so damn good. And I fully expect – I mean, you watched that North Carolina game. You saw what they did to UNC, and I think UNC is a really good team. But you saw what they did to them. I, it's it's not going to be close in the second half. The two and things, yeah. It's going to be name your score. The the two things that that really have um, Louisville has in, in the negative column against this team up the road is quickness, the inability to defend laterally. Um, they are very quick at multiple. Um, positions. D- um, Dillingham is going to. I mean, he's going to get to the lane at will. It's it's. Um, you know, Arkansas State on like bodybuilding. Arkansas State with way better steroids. talents. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, illegal yeah. type of steroids. Because Arkansas State had some guys that got hot from three and they had multiple guys that could break their man down off the dribble, get to the paint. Like you're and they go see, fast. Yes. They go so fast. And so and then the team up the road is like that, but on steroids. So I don't see how Louisville defends them. And then, two, let's say they were able to cut them off and get to the rim outside, you know, from distance. I mean, they're shooting nearly 50%. I mean, it's insane. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, this is one of those things, too, where, again, no matter where you land in terms of what you want done with, with KP, you know, whether you want her to speak on it or act, I still felt regardless, even last week, there's no decision that's made yet, but I think he should be able to. He should have to coach this game against this team, because again, I think the atmosphere will hit home, will hammer home with a sledgehammer. How bad this program has gotten under him when you have fans of your arch rival that will probably be at a two to one ratio in your home arena because the fans have no confidence that you can lead this program to the NCAA tournament, much less to get a win against the rival, which historically Louisville coaches have struggled to do anyways. But then again, 
um, just with everything, how bad it's been under KP, I mean, again, you don't have any confidence that this team's going to get a win. No, you don't. And I, it will be weird to hear it be so loud when Louisville's on offense um, on Thursday. When they're on the offensive side of the court, it will be deafeningly loud. And that's going to be just jarring to to try and get used to. So th- this is a, this is the text that comes in. I want your I want your take on this because this was kind of some scuttlebutt that we heard last week. Texter says, "Do you think these players would quit if Kenny was let go before the end of the season? Just for that, Josh can't pull his card. That would be a really bad look. Let him finish this season, and Josh can keep his eye on a replacement in March." Uh, who cares? I mean, what's it going to do? Get worse? I, I, to me, that's a that's a moot point. I mean, that I understand the thought process behind it, but so would you just say, me, "All right, players, like, then you can transfer out"? Yeah, bye. Okay, go ahead. I mean, I what? Yeah, what are we going to do? We're going to play walk-ons, and we're going to get beat. So what? What? Why does it? Yeah, we're going to get beat regardless. So yeah. uh, to me, it doesn't matter. Fair enough. Now, I will say that the argument to that is you're not going to hire a coach next week, so why not let him finish out the year? So I, I guess in, in some regard, I kind of understand that part of it uh, because any coach that you're going to be going after, theoretically, uh, is going to be – you're not going to be able to get them until the end of March anyway because you're hoping that they're making a deep run in the sure. NCAA tournament. But so, what about from the interim standpoint? In that aspect, I understand it. What about from the interim standpoint, though, with this extended break? Because after Thursday's game, you don't play till January 3rd. I think after Thursday, if you're going to do it midseason, that's when you do it. If they don't yeah. do it between – but if they don't do it between Thursday and the Virginia game, then it's not going to happen midseason. That's exactly right. That's when you have to do it. But my only question would be: Would you bring? Would anybody rally around Nolan Smith or rally around Danny Manning or anybody that they would make as an interim coach? Would it really make a difference as far as the crowd is concerned? Is it going to make a difference as far as like taking the pressure off the players? Like, is there anything that's going to change? I, I think if it's Nolan, maybe. If yeah. it's Danny, no. Yeah, I think you. What well, is I he would do, be awake. Yeah, that's also true. If if I were running things, <laughs> Nolan wants to talk about carrying on his dad's legacy. Well, here's the keys to the car. Let's see what you can do for the last two and a half months of the season, and you'll have the yep. KP cloud completely gone from the program. And I do think the fans will show up at least early on, just kind of to rally around the players because right yeah. now they don't want to rally around the coach. So we'll, I, that's what I would do. And, and I, I feel for this texter. He just he just chimed in. Um, his most latest text says. If players uh, leave, roll with those who stay and then hit the portal. But he he texted in the first hour. I missed it. He said, I'm going to the game. I might be the only Louisville fan in my section because normally no one around me um, are are at the other games. I mean, I just – I'm telling you, I told that story the first year at the Yum Center. My wife and I go. It was the infamous Jorts game where he, you know – went <laughs> off like they always have some random player do and my wife and I were the only two Louisville fans in our row I was livid just I mean it was a miserable experience again of course Louisville didn't pull its weight and lost um and I just I I, I can't put myself in that situation I can't I can't put myself 
um, and allow myself to just be, oh my gosh, I just can't do it. And, and God bless you, Texter. Texter says, how do you convince Lieberman to be an interim with a team of walk-ons? <laughs> well, I mean, first you got to see if he's interested. Um, right. But I mean, that would be certainly be an option if um, nobody on the staff in, in the only buzz that, that I've that I've heard from multiple people is that if they go interim as it stands right now, nobody has been interested on this staff of taking it. So something, something. To what do you get out of that? What do you what's your take from that? I think I mean, honestly, I think that their experience here has been so bad that they don't even want to take a pay raise and finish out the last three months and they would rather just get paid and and move on or it's just simply out of loyalty to kp they maybe they mm. feel like they were being um traitors to him or something right. um, um because i i still would think if it is ever on staff and again the latest that i've gotten is that it's not going to be if if there's a move made during the season as of right now, nobody on the current staff would take it. The only the only person on the staff who I think um, should get should, would have been given an opportunity, I think, would be Nolan, because you know at least mm -hmm. he brings the energy and can relate to the players. Um, right. But again, that doesn't look likely. So then you know you have somebody that that you know has proven himself. Uh, in a very successful way as an assistant under Patino. Um, he obviously knows the game, did a good job with the TBT, all that stuff. Very knowledgeable of the game, very tedious, very detail-oriented. Um, but again, there's a lot of moving parts. So was that maybe a, the holdup last week? Maybe, and a lot of guys on this, on this team, a lot of guys on this team went and watched those TBT games. Yeah. So they saw Lieberman in action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that were to be a, a move. And so there's a lot of moving parts, man. We, we we don't know. Again, it's been very, very tight-lipped. Of course, you had Matt Norlander speak on it. You had Jeff Goodman mention something late last week on a Thursday and Friday um, of, yep. about interim. Matt Norlander reported that, that Nolan Smith could be, I believe that's what he said. I think it was Matt, not Jeff, that said uh, that potentially Nolan w would take it. But then I kind of more information over the weekend saying that he that he didn't want it and nobody on the staff would want it. And then, two, nothing still has happened. So, I mean, KP's still the coach. Uh, a lot of people said, oh, he's he's done on, he's done Friday. This is it. It's over with. Right after the Arkansas State game, he's fired Thursday. Well, that didn't happen. A lot of people want Josh Hurd to speak. Taylor, what's your status on that, man? Do you, do you feel like Josh should issue a statement or – I mean, I mean, his statement, if he did make a move after the game against the team up the road, obviously that would be the statement of all statements. But if he doesn't, should there be a statement or of some kind from Josh Hurd after this game on Thursday, if a move is not made? I don't think so, because if a move is not made after the game on Thursday, then that is the statement. And I don't think Josh really needs to say anything at that point. I think he's he said everything he needs to say without saying anything. If you don't make a move, then everyone just needs to kind of hold their nose and see what happens the rest of the season. Because obviously, 
he's not going to come out and say, hey, guys, I'm not going to fire Kenny right now. I'm going to let him finish out the season, and then I'm going to fire him. Yeah. Like, you're, he's not going to come out and say that. And he's either he's either going to fire Kenny or he's not until the end of the So there's really nothing that Josh is going to come out and say. He's not going to come out and give him a vote of confidence if he doesn't really feel like this is the right fit. So uh, there's there's nothing he can say. He's kind of damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. There's nothing yeah. he can really say that's going to make the situation any better. Uh, the only thing that's going to make the situation better is is action. So that's kind of where that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah. So a couple of texters said most definitely would rather have a full staff house cleaning. None deserve a seat on that bench. Texter said. So we're being held hostage either by the coaches or the players. I think something's going to happen one way or the other. I think they're, they're, they'll they'll have to reach some sort of agreement. Would there be some people that leave if a coaching change is made? Sure. Um, I don't think there would be a mass exodus again. I mean, you're you're you would be five and seven if you played with him for two years. You'd be nine and thirty-five. It's like, are you? I mean, it's not like. He was fired unfairly. You know what I mean? I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's straight yeah. up from the lack of success. Texer said this, and this is basically what you said. Not issuing a statement of support is a statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. I can see Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I kind of went back and forth, man. I, I, um, I was kind of indifferent to it all a couple of weeks ago. I think for me, um, I, I was... I, it's weird. Like Virginia Tech lost, I was just like, eh. Chattanooga lost, eh. Kentucky Wesleyan lost, I was mad. Um, the IU loss, I was mad. DePaul loss, furious. And then the Arkansas State loss, I was like, I was booing from my house. <laughs> I mean, it was that pathetic of a showing a lack of effort where you just quit and, and and i think one of the things that coach Payne said in his press conference which which was you know alarming was the fact that he's he's mentioned this several times he asked the players have you quit have you let go of the rope and we've heard right. him say that several times in the season plus he's been at the helm and and that's never a good sign and, you know, for BHH to talk about, you know, the booing and all that stuff, if that's what it takes to motivate him, he's had two fantastic games, um, you know, two solid double-doubles. Certainly, if Louisville has any chance of, of staying with the team up the road, he's going to have to do that again, 20-12. and 12. Um, There's no doubt about that. But, you know, how does this team react to an opponent who shoots the lights out and is quick at every single position because the defense has been, how should I put this, abhorrent, especially in straight line defense. Now, straight line defense. Now, they played Pepperdine well. Pepperdine is terrible, though. Again, in, in this day and age in social media, I tweeted it out last um, Sunday night. Is like you can have multiple things true at once. Louisville played really well. They brought a lot of energy and effort. Pepperdine mm -hmm. is a very bad team, and being five and six with the strength of schedule as low as it is is unacceptable. Like all three things can be true, 
And you know, in this right? They're not mutually exclusive. Exactly. In this day and age, unfortunately, like it feels like you you can't even you know, like when the the sliver of the door opens and you can like praise something that this team does. Like, yes, do you want Payne to stay the whole time? No, I'm just saying that they played well. <laughs> I'm just saying they played well. Can we not just celebrate the fact that they actually played a good game without it having a deeper meaning? Oh, we got to sign the extension. See, all you got to do is give them more time. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. they just happened to that's, be good one time. That's it's nothing more than that. So no, and that's what I said on uh, that's what I said on Sunday. I was like, we're just going to call this what it is, and we're going to enjoy it for what it is. It was a win, and it was a dominating win, and Louisville hasn't done that in a long time. So we're just going to enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And 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 it, and it was it was nice again. I liked seeing, I like seeing the players smile and like actually have fun playing the game. Um, I like seeing Tyler have that very impressive block on the fast break. I love seeing the cars get out in transition and Sky Clark with the behind the back pass to the Trey White for a dunk. And those are the only two times really that the fans were loud. And Taylor, yep. f- experiencing it from myself, it was sad, man. It was sad, like you know the the starting lineup, the introductions when the when the team first runs out. It was just like, I mean, it was like a. And again, after after the Arkansas State game, like I get it. I mean, you know, you got to earn the applause after that. But it was just still, you know, just aside from a couple of plays. I mean, the fans that were there, God bless them, didn't get really loud except two instances that I mentioned and it's just part of that whole slog man of just four and 28 and then five and six and all the embarrassing losses and then again the PR gaffes it's just there's not one thing that you could point to the staff doing well Um, you can say you know the recruiting class was solid I think you can say that I mean obviously Tyler Johnson is a star in the making Curtis Williams can can really have a role on this team going forward if he can find that shot consistently. And I think Sky Clark is, is a is a very good ball player. Trey White's a solid ball player. Mike James is a good ball player. And BHH uh, is a good ball player. But with those guys I just mentioned, the team should be a lot better than five and six. Right. No, you're absolutely a hundred percent correct. Uh, Texter says IU players did this with Mike Davis after the general players said they leave if Davis didn't get hired. We know the rest there didn't end well for IU and they've never recovered. Sure feels like Louisville is hitting in that direction. Yeah. Hard to argue with that there. Um, Paul Maroy rating is 20.3 and Louisville is <laughs> minus 1.07 looks like. Um, Kentucky better by twenty one points. There's, there's, there's your first Ooh. one. Well, no, no, I mean, I was just reading the text. Oh, got, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I do like this texter uh, is comparison. I, 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 I get that. He says Pepperdine was this year's Western Kentucky last year. That was it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you shoot fifty six percent from three, <laughs> this team is not going to good do things that happen. Good. Yeah, and again, just like Texas. They shot 40-something percent from three. That's the outlier. They've done that twice in 11 games. I'm not expecting that to continue to happen throughout the year. We've seen what happens when that 
when when you start to at least expect that. Well, Taylor, let's close out close out the show. We got six or seven minutes here. Uh, football recruiting is alive and well. If you go by mm-hmm. 247 Sports, Louisville has the number three portal class. If you go by on or off three, they have the number one portal class in the nation. Uh, Louisville got a couple of other studs today, led by Monroe Mills of Texas Tech. What oh, a great name, by right. the way. Doesn't that guy say, they pulled him out of Amish country. There you go. <laughs> He's good. Much, that, that's tough. To, that's good recruiting by Jeff Brom. When your outreach goes to the Amish country, I that, that means that shows you you're a hell of a recruiter. Yeah, man. Yeah, NIL deals. What, I mean, what are we what are we doing there with NIL? Old Trapper, or, you know. Uh, oh God, messing with oh, Sasquatch. No. There you go. Um. So so yeah. Jack Lake's beef jerky. <laughs> I haven't. I miss those commercials. Actually, <laughs> I haven't seen those in a while. Yeah, so so Monroe Mills, I'm really excited about Colin Lacey, uh, wide receiver from South Alabama, and Ja'Cory Brooks, um, wide receiver from Alabama. There, um, I think both of those young men are, are certainly pinned in as your starters, penciled in, if not pinned in as your starters in, in the wide receiver group next year. Taylor, who who excites you the most in this portal hall? I really like what Jeff has done at the tight end position. I mean, he literally took a position on this offense that was struggling this season and said, bet, watch what we do, and then just went to the portal and was like, all right, let me get the uh, all-Mac freshman team uh, tight end. Let me go ahead and take you. Uh, The San Diego State guy uh, that was like all – uh, whatever league mountain West. Uh, and then like a second team, all American or whatever he was, he was like, yeah, let me go ahead and grab you. Um, and then kid from Kentucky, um, that played at mail. You want to come back home? Yeah. You, you go ahead and come back home too. Uh, let me just go ahead and solidify this entire tight end position right now. I mean, I really like what he's done. He's brought in some really solid pieces with some great production, uh, and I really think you're going to see another level of the Jeff Brom offense now with some tight ends um, that more more fit what he wants to do mm-hmm. offensively. And then, of course, um, I love what they've done at wide receiver. I love uh, getting the wide receiver transfer out of Alabama. I mean, he, he didn't have a great year this year, but last year he was phenomenal uh, for them. And then, of course, you know, you just look at what he's done as far as, far as the transfer portal rankings. Like, this top guy, this top guy, this top guy, and and he's he's not really missed. The only guy that I know that they have missed on is uh, the Duke defensive lineman that that uh, committed to Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. That's so far that's the only one that Louisville has not gotten that they that they had their eyes on. Yeah, were you surprised um, at taking that many? Well, I think Isaiah Cummings, the kid from Male, transferred from the team yep. up the road. I, they, they're going to list him as like an athlete, so they they might have him as, as a hybrid kind of H back type of person. He's kind of a tweener. Yeah. yeah. We used. To, I mean, so at first I was kind of surprised that it would take three tight ends because remember, um, Jeremiah Johnson, the the four star tight end from from Cali, he's still on the team. Um, yep. You know, redshirted of course, but then we're expecting him to get some reps as well. So uh, the tight the, the tight end group, uh, very solid. Um, you got a couple of other big dogs on the offensive line. Vic Cutler from Ohio State as well. 
Uh, and so, too, Jordan Garrard from Florida uh, at Florida International, the Panthers, was briefly committed. Where, where was that? Where was he from? <laughs> Is it funny? Florida International. <laughs> what I, I wanted to go. say like Florida Atlantic International, but that's just FIU, not FAU. Was briefly was committed to Minnesota for about 17 minutes and then flipped to Louisville. So, yeah, for me, though, it's the receivers, man. You got to have some speed. Uh, you're going to lose Thrash. You have to replace him. Uh, you got AHB back. That'll be certainly a very complimentary piece to what Jeff Brown wants to do on offense. Let, let's have, you know, use his speed with Lacey's speed. I'm inter- interested to see how AHB is used in this bowl game coming up because he's going to get more targets with Thrash not playing. Um, Absolutely. Kevin Coleman is going to be a focal point in the passing game as well. Let's see how many targets he gets. Don Chaney from from the U is making the trek up north as well to to bolster their running back depth. So we'll see. Hopefully, uh, you haven't heard anything one way or the other from Isaac Garendo, have you? He he can come back for another no, year, I believe. He can come back. Yes. So I'd welcome him back with open arms if he wants to wants to come along too. So. We'll see that. Uh, you want to offer up a prediction on Thursday's game? It's just, it's crazy, dude, how just, <laughs> it's not on very many people's radar, man. And this is why you have to make a change. It's just the apathy. It's just, you're 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 done. You're tapped out. You've done all you can do. It's just time to move in a different direction. I think the timing is not when. Uh, it's not if, it's when. Um, and we'll see what happens after this game on Thursday. What, what do you think? I, I'm going to say the team up the road by 19. Yeah, I, I think it's it's 20 to, to 22 points uh, for the team up the road. I just I, – I don't see any way Louisville wins this game. You think Cal really takes don't. it easy like, on him? No, I, I think – I mean, because last year he no. had his starters in late in the game in the second half. I think – I mean, historically, too. Louisville never pulls their weight in this thing, especially at home. Like, they just don't ever, um, you know, they always have, Cal always has them prepared. They never, like, even when they lose, they lose by, like, three points. Yeah. I mean. Even in 2013 when Louisville won the national title, they only they won beat them by, by three. three. Yeah. And so, Donovan Mitchell, um, they had that great game. We only won by three then. The COVID year, the last time we beat them in 2020. Um, they were terrible. Um, we were much the yes. much better team, even though it was still just thirteen and seven in that COVID abbreviated season. But they only won by three then as well. So historically, still Louisville never pulls its weight. They very rarely win and protect their home court. Anyway, um, I could see him maybe unloading his bench a little earlier, but I see no scenario where he takes it easy. I just think the style of play that they have is just perfectly conducive to everything that Louisville does not do well. And I think even if he tried to yeah. quote-unquote lower the score, I don't think that they could do it just because I, I mean, think their, team, so- their three-point shooting is just too good. The fact that they p- can penetrate and get to the basket as easily as they do, I don't think Louisville has any answer for DJ Wagner whatsoever. And think about the you know their fans infiltrating the yum he's going to want to put a show on for them too so that's another absolutely well we uh, certainly appreciate everybody calling texting tweeting in uh zach attack's going to have this bad boy podcast here shortly if you missed t money's rant it was an epic (laughs) one um we're hopefully we can zero in on when that was uh, because you're going to want to check out that portion of the podcast as well 
Well, hope, hopefully everybody has a happy and healthy Christmas holiday season. Uh, once again, Merry Christmas. Happy, happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa to all who celebrate. Uh, we appreciate your interaction for two hours every week so much. If you miss any portion of the show, it's going to be podcasted. Check it all out. And until next time, go Cards. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com. 